Hello and welcome to Hide Key Obsessed. I'm your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and today you find yourself listening to a, you know, special, maybe experimental episode of the podcast. Because this episode, I'll be doing something I haven't done before, and that is an instant reaction pod. So I haven't done one at all, I don't believe, and this is definitely the first one that I'm doing for Marvel's What If, and that is because... Uh, what if episode five is the zombie episode and holy cow, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So I don't know how this will go. You know, I don't know how it'll turn out, but hopefully it's good. Hopefully you enjoy it out there listeners. And you know, we're certainly going to see what happens. First and foremost, let me just say, because generally I'm very terrible at this. We're going to be having a lot of spoilers here, right? Uh, it's obviously it's a reaction episode. I'm going to be doing the plot. I'm going to be talking about some of the things from that episode, some of the things I liked, maybe some of the things that I didn't like, some of the uh, valuable players, stuff like that. Um, so we're going to have spoilers for the whole MCU minus the first four episodes of What If, and obviously episode five is going to be spoiled heavily. So if you haven't seen that tune out now. I don't think I spoil anything from WandaVision, from Loki, anything like that, so you should be good. But just, you know, stay on your toes for spoilers. So here's how this episode's gonna go. Instant reaction stuff, talking about my thoughts, um, maybe a little bit about what if overall, but mostly, like, no spoiler stuff, just as a show, as a concept. And that's it, really. You know, typical reaction pod stuff. Not gonna be going too deep, it's seat of my pants, instant reaction instant thoughts and then i'll close out we'll close out here with recommendations and the stuff i've been into lately like always so if you're a regular listener of the show you probably know i'm a medium comics fan so what i mean by that is that i love the comics that i've read but i don't have a deep well to draw on so some of my favorites include superior spider-man that's actually the series that got me into comic books i was totally out on them before that um, and then I read Hitman's Fantastic Four run, which was incredible, obviously. That included the Future Foundation, stuff like that. And then I read The Book of Doom, because I just love Doctor Doom. He's a really cool villain. Uh, and then I read some, like, I think I read three of the Moon Knight uh, arcs, and I love Moon Knight. He might be my favorite character. Some Deadpool stuff. And, you know, that's by, not by any means everything that I've read, but those are, like, the main touchstones that I've read. Um, I also read invincible in like a weekend the whole like 1800 page omnibus and that was incredible i think that's my favorite start to finish series of any of them and one thing that i really love in marvel is checking out all the what ifs because they're so weird like a lot of them are just really cool and explore all these wacky things that like could have happened in comics and just like random scenarios some of them are really short and it's like you know, some kind of dumb, like, what if, um, like, what if Tony Stark had blonde hair or something like that, and then some of them are huge reimaginings of events that we've already seen, so, and that's just something I like, you know, I love when companies go for it, even if, I mean, I guess I, one if, what if is very low stakes, because not that many people read it, and 
it's pretty like it's just a uh, random not canon basically but when it was announced that marvel was going to be doing what if and the mcu and it was going to be doing an animated series on disney plus i was stoked i was in you know i especially when they announced a lot of the voice cast would be coming back and then especially when they announced that jeffrey wright who has an incredible voice and is like just a great actor in general um that jeffrey wright would be uh Yuto the Watcher. Yuato? I don't know how to say it. Uh but just the Watcher. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like they're going for it. They're gonna make some really cool stuff. And then the first episode came out, which I'm not gonna spoil anything, just that's the Captain Carter episode. I was tepid. And then the second episode, I was like, that's kinda of fun. It was what if T'Challa was Star Lord, but not like nothing incredible. And then three, four, and five are very good. I'm not gonna get into any of those just to say it's I think it's mostly been what I was looking for but a little darker than I was anticipating which is kind of cool but episode five zombies of course again uh brought into brought one of Marvel's I don't know how to describe it like I think it was fairly well reviewed and it was received fairly well at first but Marvel zombies was brought to animated life and I know Marvel has kind of run the zombies thing into the ground with reboots and reimaginings and all that stuff. Especially, which is like, we're like past the zombie craze now. Like, even The Walking Dead is on its last lights. Like, what are we doing here? But, you know, I was excited to see Marvel zombies on the screen, even if it's a smaller screen. And, confession, I haven't read the Marvel zombie comics. And maybe this tips my hand to how I thought of this episode, but after seeing this episode, I'm definitely going to check it out as soon as I can. So, from here on out, spoilers abound. Beware. Go away if you're not... if you haven't seen the episode. Because all you lovely people listening out there, let me say, this episode slapped. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was, like, it was so great. Quick recap. Uh, we start with Dr. Bruce Banner being sent off to Earth just like the beginning of Infinity War. He got his ass kicked. He's sent through the Sanctum Santorum. He's like, Thanos is coming. He's coming. And then, instead of Doctor Strange and Wan there to go, who? No one's there. So he looks for some clothes. He gets some clothes. He's dressed like a sorcerer, kind of. Goes out into the streets, empty streets. He's like, oh god, am I too late? You know, natural reaction. Turns out, New York zombified, and that's a huge twist, and so Banner's out there by himself on the street, and Cole Obsidian and Ebony Maul roll up, they do their whole hear me and rejoice bit, and they're gonna counter Earth, look for the stones, do their thing, and the Hulk won't come out, so he's like, fuck. But then, Tony, Strange, Wong come, and they start beating the crap out of Ebony Maw and Cole Obsidian. And Banner's like, oh, let's go. The boys are here. You're done. And they're, you know, kicking ass. And then he's a, that's that's a bit much because they start eating them. And then they notice him. They start coming at him. He's like, oh, Hulk still won't come out. Looks like he's toast. He gets saved by uh, a bunch of insects start flying, eating the zombies, which used to be his friends and also his enemies. And he's saved by Ant-Man and Hope Pym. And so this is a precursor because, as we see throughout this episode, a lot of violent action and um, deaths for our Avengers zombies. 
So it's revealed that Hope, Scott, and Hank caused the zombie apocalypse. That's Hope and Hank Pym, Scott Lane, because they try to rescue Janet from the quantum realm, like we saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Except she was infected with a quantum virus in this reality. She takes out Hank. They come back into our reality. They take out Scott, and then the West Coast falls. The Avengers roll up, obviously. There's zombies all over the West Coast. Someone's going to react to it. And we got the Avengers minus Thor because he's in space getting beat up by Thanos at this point. And T'Challa's joining them. So Ant-Man takes out Cap. He strange bites him on the neck. And then all the, the rest fall like pretty quickly. And the Watcher tells us that once Earth's mightiest heroes fell, no one could withstand them. So that was cool because like I was confused how they were going to make this work. Because you assume they're zombies. They Even if they have powers like Cap. Um, like, no big deal, really, because they're dumb, but they maintain the use of a lot of their faculties. Like, Iron Man can use his suit, Hawkeye, we'll see, can, is still deadly with the arrows, Cap has a shield, stuff like that. The sorcerers have their powers, and I'm confused how they became zombies, but whatever. Anyway, so we see, we meet the collection of survivors because, um, I mean, that's just what we gotta do. So, among the survivors, it's Ant-Man's friend, Kurt, who's like the weird... I have heard of this guy, like the, yeah, like the, it's David Dasmelchian, I think is how you say it, doing like a bad voice acting job. Uh, so we got him, we got Bucky Barnes, Spider-Man, Hope Pym, Happy Hogan, Sharon Carter, and Akoi from, um, the, from, uh, Black Panther, Deny Garai's character. I'm realizing now i'm terrible at pronouncing names which i've already known but anyway that's like a weird nice group of survivors a lot of people like without superpowers um and maybe not the squad you would have expected to survive so they go to grand central station because they got they have to get to a shield base in new jersey the one that captain america was on the one they get the pin particles from in endgame uh because apparently there's some another survivor colony there so classic, get to the other group of survivors type zombie story. Spider-Man has some jokes about how none of the others have seen zombie movies. He's doing his thing. Um, you know, like movie references, stuff like that. Making jokes, keeping it light, keeping it good for everybody. Says we shouldn't split up. Haven't you guys seen a zombie movie before? Haven't you seen horror movies? Uh, Toy is like, you know, like we don't have zombie movies. Like we don't have horror movies in Wakanda. We just watch American reality TV. You know, solid burn, solid burn. Anyway, Spider-Man was right because... Happy goes down, shot by Hawkeye, and then turned into a zombie. Sharon has to kill him. I don't remember. I think she kills Hawkeye, too. Someone does. If not. And like I said, that's super cool because, like, Hawkeye is out here sniping people while zombified. Uh, Falcon, in his wingsuit, attacks them, a toy and uh, Bucky, and almost kills Bucky, but then is cut in half. Like, head to toe in half. It was crazy. And they did on the train, which was basically jump-started because Spider-Man made a giant slingshot with it and was saved by the total levitation, who just, like, knocking zombies down left and right, saving everybody's ass the whole time. And they're on the train. Sharon gets zombified by Captain America, who ambushed them somehow. And then him and Bucky fight. Bucky cuts him in half with the shield, Darth Maul style. He falls out of the train. Crazy stuff. Um, Hope explodes Sharon from inside of her. And it's disgusting, but uh, Hope is infected. Her infection progresses slowly. She uh, turns herself into giant wasp. And 
gets them over a horde of zombies into the base, the army base, and they're like, oh no, why aren't the zombies attacking? Turns out Vision's there, and the Mind Stone emits a frequency that repels the zombies, and after experimenting with it, he was able to cure Scott. However, Scott's just ahead, which, you know, good news, bad news type of situation. Another thing of bad news is that he's feeding people, including T'Challa in a crazy twist, to a zombified Wanda Matsumoff, who he has imprisoned. Bucky shoots at her, and I guess the tiny little hole allows her to insert her magic, and then she escapes, and that's not good. So Wanda escapes, she just kills a toy, uh, Bucky, and then Vision buries her underground and kills himself to allow them to use the Mind Stone to, um, like, get a frequency to Wakanda, and also, I guess, to atone for his sins and because he didn't want to live in a world without Wanda, which is, like, incredibly dark. He rips the Mind Stone out of his own head. Wanda's not dead, of course. Comes out, um, like, what is going on? Like, you know, she goes off. She's using her magic. They're not going to make it to the quad, the twin jet, which is in the hangar. With, it's like T'Challa, Spider-Man. Scott end up in there. Banner comes out, gives Peter the Mind Stone. It's like, go to Wakanda. The Hulk finally comes out. Him and Wanda fight. We're left, I guess, to assume that he is... Let me think, let me think. Sacrificing himself to do this? I don't know. I wish we saw more of the zombie Wanda versus Hulk fight. Anyway, we have Spider-Man, who's a little bit down in the dumps at this point. Scott Lane's head in the cloak of levitation, which was a nice little bit. Um, T'Challa with at least one of his legs missing, and maybe more. They're flying to Wakanda, and, you know, things look dark now, all their friends are dead, but they're going to get to Wakanda, they're going to save the day, right? Well, we forgot something, because Thanos, like, yeah, fucking Thanos is there, waiting for them. He's got five of the Infinity Stones ready to rock, just waiting for the um, the Mind Stone, and he's going to be able to do whatever. And here's another thing, Thanos is a zombie. So that's that's a lot, and then the episode's over. And that's like that's crazy, crazy stuff. I absolutely loved it. Really, really enjoyed this week's episode of What If. Um, I do really like that Disney Plus has drawn weekly episodes for the most part, and it just makes it easier to watch, honestly. Like, when everything's dropped all at once, like, um... Netflix still does. It's just like almost exhausting to watch it all because you want to watch it all at once. Anyway, that's besides the point. Right off the bat, let's get into the voice cast because that's one of the things that I like pay attention to most when watching these episodes because it's a mixed bag. Not only in terms of you know which episode or of which MCU actors we see returning to voice their animated counterparts, but also in terms of like the quality of voice acting these actors are giving. Um, because some of them are just not good at all, I found. So, I specifically remember in the first episode, Sebastian Stan, bad job of voice acting. Really tough line readings from the guy at times. Um, and he was definitely better in this one. Chadwick Boseman was okay in the episode where he was Star-Lord, but he was really, really, really good in this stuff. Um, in this one, and just, like, great stuff, of course, from Chadwick Boseman, who would be surprised nobody. Um, I thought, for the most part, all the returning actors did a great job in this one, except for um, David Dasmalchian as Kurt. Kind of rough. 
I thought that um, so Tom Holland did not voice Spider-Man probably because of weird property concerns of over the TV the animated rights between Sony and Marvel so um, Spider-Man was voiced by Hudson Thames Hudson Thames who I guess was on Mad Men I, I thought he did a very good job I thought he captured the spirit of Tom Holland Spider-Man he had the right youthful exuberance he had the right sort of uh, he sounded a lot like him, and it was just like you didn't—you like, you knew it wasn't Tom Holland, but you didn't really get distracted by it at the same time. So, key takeaways from this episode and this season overall so far: What if it's dark? It's dark as fuck right now, guys. Um, Cloak of Levitation is awesome. Awesome is all get out, if you will, especially in this episode, uh, because it pretty much saved everyone the whole time, like a lot of the time. Just absolutely unreal showing. Crazy stuff from our guy, the Cloak of Levitation, who I think if we look at his its appearances in the MCU, it's pretty close to batting a thousand. It's just like, it fights Thanos for a little bit, like Doctor Strange by himself. He just goes to the Cloak of Levitation, he says, don't let him pl- um, close his hand, I guess, open his hand. Just like, unreal showing. Saves Doctor Strange a bunch of times. We love to see it. Something I forgot to mention earlier in the episode, which is that Spider-Man actually made a like home movie type of infomercial for how to survive the zombie apocalypse, which was very funny, of course. It reminded, you know, it's a little bit of Zombieland, but it reminded me a lot of Daybreak, which was this absolutely just bonkers Netflix uh, series that was like a bunch of rich suburban LA kids in Glendale surviving the zombie apocalypse. Uh, it was canceled after one season, but it was fucking in- insane. It had like a Dave Black Samurai named Wesley, who his internal narrative was um, narrated by the RZA. It had like a little girl who was doing Martin Scorsese, Scorsese riffs. Um, the main guy was doing Ferris Bueller stuff. Just like you love to see it. Great show. Justice for that fucking show. How dare Netflix cancel it? Bring it back. I don't care that the kid actors are all old now. Make it happen, Captain. Okay. Now, in terms of what if, I still have some questions, right? After that tangent, here are some questions. What's going on with Zombie Thanos? I think it's a fair question. He's got five Infinity Stones, soon to be six. Um, I mean, no one's really fucking with normal Thanos. How did someone bite him? Like, you know, that's kind of wild. Anyway, what are you going to do with, like... Thanos, he's a zombie, he's semi-intelligent still, he's got five stones, soon to be six. Also, 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 what does zombie Thanos want? What are his goals? What are his, like, what's he trying to do? Why does he want the stones still? Could it be that zombie Thanos is a good guy? Because, here's the thing, why does he want the stones? It seems like these zombie characters are semi-intelligent still. Um... And like, what's like, what is he gonna? What is Zombie Thanos going to do with the stone, the Infinity Stones? Is he gonna snap and erase half of the universe? That seems weird. Is he gonna snap and turn everyone into zombies again? That seems weird. Is he gonna snap and turn things back to normal but erase half the people? Possibly, and that seems like a fair outcome at this point. So I think I feel like in this what if universe, Thanos, Zombie Thanos, is a good guy. So once he has all six stones, Zombie Thanos is going to know everything, right? He's omnipotent. And, like, presumably he'll conquer the zombie virus at that point, and he'll 
cure everyone? Like, what is going to happen? That's, I hope, like, we need to know that. Put that out. What if? Tell us. Maybe it's just left to the imagination. Because, like, does making the population zombies solve the resource crisis? Is the existing population being zombies? Does that solve the resource crisis? Zombies probably want more people to eat and not zombies to zombie. So that's interesting. I don't know. Um, Another question that this brings up. What would be the worst zombie world to try to survive in? So, in order to establish that, let's run through some of the zombie worlds I can think of off the top of my head. Um, We have The Walking Dead. Slow-moving zombies. Zombies aren't really a threat. It's mostly the people, because the people in that universe are evil, 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 evil. Just awful people. Not who you want to deal with any day of the week. Um, The original Dawn of the Dead. Very slow-moving zombies. The people are sort of ditches. Uh, mostly they're stupid. I mean, not not too not too bad. The Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. Pretty fast zombies. People are medium evilness. Mostly dumb again. Some evil people mitts bad. Zombieland. Um, people are good. We like the people there. The zombies are medium-paced. Really, really dumb zombies. Um, World War Z book. The move, zombies are slow. They can build up, like, do that ramping thing. Really resilient, like, bacteria doesn't get to them or anything. World War Z movie. Zombies are incredible fast. They turn very quickly. Uh, They're like Usain Bolt, but, like, also Ray Lewis. Uh, Very scary, too. They're just, like, kind of dicks. And then now there's Marvel zombies. So, before this, I definitely would have said that the World War Z movie zombies were the worst ones to try to interact with, right? Maybe them, or I guess uh, 28 Days Later, if you consider those zombies. Because they're fast-moving, they get infected really quick, any like small bite, anything like that, you're screwed. Now, though, I think Marvel Zombies has to take a, the cake. Because like the Watcher said, if Earth's Mightiest Heroes are zombies, like what are you, you're fucked. You can't do anything. Because they're just going to kill... Like, they defeated Thanos, they defeated Loki of Asgard. You can't turn around and be like, yeah, we're going to take down Earth's Mightiest Zombies. No, sir. But on the flip side, right? What is the best zombie world to try to survive in? I think it's got to be Zombieland, right? Because somehow the whole world fell in that. But you don't have to, like, if you're nice with it, you can just kill zombies, as we see in that one, and then also Zombieland 2. And also, even if you're not, like, super good at survival, all you have to do is put on zombie makeup and, I guess, like, smell bad like Bill Murray did, and you're chilling. Like, you can just walk around and play golf and see Eddie Van Halen as a zombie and just be like, I'm Bill Murray, I'm a zombie, and you're fine until you get shot by a nerdy kid. I think my math shuts out there. I think it shuts out both in terms of the worst movie uh, zombies to try to survive with and the best. Anyway, out of that tangent again. Um, Marvel Zombies is sick. I really want to check out at least, the very least, the original run of those comics now. I really like this episode, and I really like What If overall at this point. Um, this episode especially, though, it was awesome. It was paced really well. It was very fun, surprisingly. Really, really dark. Uh, some wacky stuff. Um, and then also it had, like, a good amount of lightheartedness. Like, they're gonna be like, hey, Ant-Man is Paul Rudd. And he's ahead in a jar. By the way, um, Vision is feeding T'Challa slowly to Wanda. But Ant-Man's ahead, and he's in the total levitation, so that's pretty cool. And it just, like, it was a good episode. Really good. Really good mix. And another thing that was really cool about it is that the action was crazy. Like, very brutal. And it was an example of why I was excited for the What If series. 
because it allows them to explore these characters and just do like really brutal things like exploding Sharon Carter and cutting Captain America in half and cutting Falcon in half because he was Falcon he wasn't Cap yet in this continuity and just like get away with things that we're not allowed to do with the rest of the MCU because this one has lower stakes it can just be experimental see what character see what um audiences respond to and stuff like that see what you can have characters get away with. also in general I really really like the animation style of this series I thought it's been it's like really cool and just has a just has a good look to it. It's a nice blend of like not too real, but like it's fake enough to give us distance from the MCU characters, but it's real enough that it feels like there are states in this universe. Uh, let me say this to wrap up the episode. I kind of missed the whole zombie craze if you remember from like the mid two thousands to mid two thousand tens. We got some good stuff out of it. The World War Z book is incredible. It might be, it's definitely one of my favorite books. Maybe my favorite. The uh, first through few seasons of The Walking Dead were incredible. Like legitimately must-see TV every Sunday night. And it did get kind of repetitive and dark. Especially once, you know, Trump was elected and the world itself got pretty dark at that point. I'm a little washed now in terms of my likelihood of surviving the zombie apocalypse. Um, but I was 100% that dude back in high school that was drafting zombie survival plans like... You know, trying to convince my mom that we needed a treadmill so we could put it outside the door so the zombies wouldn't be able to walk up it because we would just have a generator and have it on reverse so the zombies would fall off it. I was like, I'm getting all the trying to get all these knives when I could for my birthday and stuff. I was always like, okay, here's what we do, here's where we would go. And so I think I have some of that knowledge baked in. So I think I still have some of that institutional knowledge built into myself. So I think I would do. I would do okay, you know, but I wouldn't do as well as I would have in high school. So what would my chances be if I had a ballpark? I'm, I'm going to say 69% chance of survival. Anyway, you lovely people. I think I've exhausted the well in terms of solo reaction content to Marvel's What If Episode 5. If you want to hit me up on Instagram, uh, what have you, with feedback, see if you want to be like, hey... That reaction episode sucked. Never do it again. If you want to be like, hey, keep experimenting with the reaction episodes and see if you can make them better. See if maybe you can get some guests in on reaction episodes to make them work. That could be a move too. You know, really just whatever you want. If you want to tell me, hey, don't keep hitting your blue light glasses with your uh, windscreen when you're recording because it makes an annoying sound. Definitely feel free to do that because I'm annoyed at myself for doing it so much. Um, anyway, that brings us to the recommendations for this week. This week, I've been big time into Star Trek. And that's weird because I've never really been into Star Trek before. I've always been a fan of the Chris Pine, uh, Zachary Quinto Star Trek movies from 2009 through 2016. So I think that's Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and then Star Trek Beyond. <clears throat> Star Trek Beyond. Uh, and like I've said on earlier shows, I think Chris Pine's great, like, just good stuff. I think he's a really good Captain Kirk. Just, I don't know if he's true to like William Shatner's version of the character, but I like his rendition at least. Anyway, so uh, my girlfriend Maddie and I watched the 2009 Star Trek over the weekend, and then we watched a few episodes of the Star Trek the original series on Paramount Plus, which are all like remastered and stuff. And they're really long. They're like 50 minutes each. Uh, we also watched the original unaired pilot which had some other dude as uh it wasn't even captain turk it was captain pike 
and then um, that actor, because the pilot wasn't picked up, signed on with some other show, I think, and then or just like left Star Trek because it was pretty experimental for the time, and then they brought in William Shatner as Captain Turk. And it didn't have like any of the... It had Spock and Pike, but the rest of the guys weren't there. So that was interesting. But anyway, the actual original series, it slaps. It's like... It's really good, I think. I'm only like five episodes in, but it's good so far. We got some real Twilight Zone type vibes, and that might just be the era. But it's really good stuff. I really liked it, and I can't wait to check all this stuff out. Just like over the next year, I guess, because there's a lot of content at this point. But just knock out all these like Star Trek, the original series, the animated show, maybe the all the movies, um, Discovery, the one with. Charles Xavier, I'm blanking on that one, the Picard, um, and, like, the one with Red from Orange is the New Black, like, all the Star Trek stuff, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a Trekkie in 2023, by the time 2023 rolls around, so that's exciting news, guys. Uh, also, just in terms of Star Trek stuff, I also rewatched William Shatner's rendition of Rocketman, because... Guys, it's so weird. It's like it's awesome. Just check that out. Go on YouTube as soon as you get off here. Hop on YouTube, check that out, search William Shatner, Rocket Man, and you're gonna be like, Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. That was incredible. But that's all I got for you guys this week. And I'll be back with a new episode on Tuesday. I'm not gonna say what yet because I never live up to it. And also, I've got a few balls in the air right now. I'm juggling them. So we'll see. I might have some very special guests on Tuesday. Or I might just be a solo pod or like normal guests. We'll see. So it might be an interview, something like that. After that, that episode's technically supposed to be the planned season finale of season two of High Tea Obsessed. And so I think I'll probably take like a little break and release episodes sporadically for probably until October, maybe early November, and then come back with some new thoughts, some new takes. I'm been reevaluating how I want to do the show. I might do some more like centralized content, like more not necessarily have a niche, but like maybe I'll do four to five episode little one-off series type of things like I've mentioned before. But anyway, I just got I gotta do a lot of thinking. That's on me. Anyway. Sorry for thinking all out there. As always, if you did what you're hearing, make sure to hop on Apple Podcasts, drop a five star rating and review because it's just it's nice to do. And to follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, tell people about the pod. Say, listen to High Tea Obsessed. It's great. It slaps. It's getting better. It's weird. Whatever you want to say. Uh, be sure to follow the pod on Instagram at High Tea underscore Obsessed underscore Podcast. And on Twitter at High Tea O Podcast. For updates, memes, musings, book reviews, and stuff like that. So until next time, stay positive, stay upbeat, and watch out for zombies.